This is the Heavy Boots Podcast, Lightweights Edition. This is our last episode of 2022. We'll be going over a bunch of things that I left off in other episodes, and we'll also try and keep it light with some holiday cheer and some fun little stories. Thank you again for stopping by. Let's get into it. I just love music that has bells in it like that at the beginning. It totally reminds me of Christmas. It kind of gets me in that spirit. Um, But I did learn something about myself recently. I was trying to create a playlist of Christmas music, and I could not really feel any of the music. I felt so bad. I did not want to listen to any of it over and over again. I... I was surprised myself because I've always loved Christmas music and Merry Christmas by Mariah Carey. That album was like my all time favorite album. I would listen to it all the time. And so I think that's probably what I I shouldn't have done is, you know, listen to that all the time because I'm numb to it. I can't even hear all I want for Christmas is you, you know, without cringing just a little bit because it's just been so played out. But I was surprised myself. So if that makes me the Grinch, I'm sorry. I was putting together a playlist and I kept coming up with songs that weren't even Christmas songs like River by Joni Mitchell. I mean, that one has a little bit of Christmas feel to it, but December by Sarah Bareilles, just like wintry songs, but not really like in the Christmas vein, you know, um, that's kind of what I'm, I go to now. And I was surprised, but I don't know. I just, Christmas music, um, I kind of like this, like the song that just played. It's like without, you know, words and without too much emphasis on all of the things, you know? It's just like you can make up your own Christmas wintry tale in your head. When they add all the words, it's like, well, I don't roast chestnuts and I don't even go in the snow. I don't know. So I don't that's just me, and that's just this year. I I could change by next year. It's happened. So who knows? We shall see. But we'll go into more Christmassy type holiday stuff in a little bit. I wanted to take the first half of this uh, podcast episode and kind of address some things that I forgot to address in other episodes. So this won't be as light as as it usually is. Um even though I'm I'm all over the place normally. Um, but I just wanted to make sure and kind of like tie up all the loose ends of anything I left out in any of the episodes or anything where I was, you know, going back and thinking, did they know what I meant by that or what have you? I made just a little list of things that I came up with that were kind of missing or kind of um, not as, you know, prevalent as I wanted in each episode, just so we can kind of close up that year and, and be done with it. So let's get that started. Um, the first episode we did was truth. And I, I was looking back and going, wow, what a doozy to start with. But, um, we did basically speaking your truth and, and that, that realm of it. Cause there's so many realms of truth and what truth can mean. And so, 
Um, basically, I just wanted to make sure and say that, you know, I, I don't want to create the truth as a blanket for everyone, you know, like we don't, we don't make up the truth for everyone. Everyone has their own truth because of what they've been through and how they see things. And so, of course, there's an underlying truth that is, you know, if someone was taking a video camera to what went down, we could have that. And that's the, you know, the God's honest truth. <laughs> the the be all end all truth of it is what happened, you know. But when it's just two people there, no video camera, they can walk away with two separate truths. So I just want to make sure that was clear as I'm not saying that, you know, any truth is better than the other one. It, it just has to do with the makeup of people and what they bring to an interaction and what they take from it can be completely different from the other person. So there's no blanket of truth for everyone as far as, you know, the truth that we walk away with because we can't always see it as just exactly how it happened because we have our emotions that come into play. We have our feelings and our thoughts and our you know, just perspectives and predispositions that kind of muddy up those waters. So, you know, it's really hard to say that we're grounded in fact completely. Um, And there are times when I'm sure you can be, you know, I'm not going to take that away either. Maybe you can completely be unaffected by emotion or any of it because maybe you don't know any of the people or, you know, um, you're just staying neutral And if you can truly say that you did, I don't want to take that away from anyone either. But a lot of the times the truth that we we take with us is is our own, you know, so I just want to make sure, you know, that's clear. And um, your truth is non-negotiable, too. So like what you feel, um, what you're grounded in and what you know for yourself You don't have to give that up just because someone else knows better. And I know I've talked a lot about that here is that there's a lot of things that we negotiate ourselves out of and usually at our expense. And so there's certain things that are non-negotiable, you know. So like if you're rooted in the truth of yourself, you don't have to change that. And I know I talk a lot about, you know, self-awareness and changing and and being open to change and all of that. But there's like principles within you that are your truth that need to stay as non-negotiable so that you have a solid foundation to work from. You know, the other day-to-day stuff, you know, do you like a certain kind of music? Maybe next week you like something else. Um, There's a lot of moving pieces. Some are more, you know, detrimental than that, than music. But like, there's a lot of moving pieces that you can change with if you want to. But if there's fundamentals, um, you know, the right or wrong of life and your morals and values and things like that, those are non-negotiable truths, you know. And also like what you need in life, like we often give give that up because, you know, we want to compromise for others. But sometimes we we need to hold on to more of that so that that everyone can learn how to compromise, you know, and it's not to be selfish within yourself and just do it to spite someone or anything like that. But there's things that you actually need 
that that are needs, you know, and they should be non-negotiable. So there's a lot of the times we leave ourselves off the list or we give up something, you know, over and over and over again, like giving up something every now and then, you know, that's life. And, you know, you're, you're, you want to be one with the person in your life. Um, one with the people you want to be somebody that is, um, what am I trying to say? Flexible, giving, kind, loving, but you don't need to do that every single second. You know what I mean? Like you can take time for yourself and you can be truthful in what you need for yourself. And usually the ones that care about you and want to stick around, they'll they'll honor your truth, you know? So um, the other things is just to speak your truth kindly. A lot of the times, you know, we can get real riled up, um, especially if someone is questioning our truth. So just just be kind always. And then allow for others to have their truths. Um, it's so, so hard sometimes when you're, you're someone who's been in an interaction with someone and then they're explaining it back to you and it's not mirroring, mirroring what you remember. And so it's easy to get real riled up and mad and that's not what happened and la, 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 la. But it's important to take a breath, step on back and think about how everyone has their truth, you know? Everyone can come from a certain place and leave an interaction a certain way. So there's never the same story, unfortunately. I mean, you know, sometimes there is. If you're if everything's peachy and everything's good, usually you're on the same page. But when there's an, you know, a discrepancy or um, a negative interaction, that's when you can come away with two different things. And so it's just very important to allow for others to have their truth um, and and then, you know, own your truth, too. So that's the thing that gets lost a lot in this world is that we can have both. I think um, the wonderful Glennon Doyle, she said bothness. We need more of bothness. Like we can both be right. You have those experiences in that light and I have mine in this light and yes it was the same experience but it's okay and so just to allow for that and and you know if you're trying to make amends just to seriously listen to each other and then just agree to disagree um sometimes and I don't know I just think bothness is something that needs to be allowed more um because like I said truth is all relative I also was thinking about my truth comes out a lot in my poetry. Um, And when I write poetry and people can read it, it can really strike a chord in some people and they could see themselves reflected in it as if I'm, you know, trying to say that they did these things or that I'm being sneaky and leaving out their name in the poem, but I'm getting across what I want to say to them or what have you. And I won't lie, sometimes I'm just working through feelings, and yes, it has to do with these certain people, but other times, it's like, whoa, where'd you where'd you get that from? You know, it's like, wait, that's not what I was saying, but the thing about art and truth, and when you have truth in your art, 
So like if I'm talking about my life within my poetry, I don't owe it to anyone to keep it to myself. You know what I mean? I, I don't name names. I don't put in there exactly who I'm talking about. And and sometimes I'm not even talking about anyone. It's like a, a movie or, a, you know, something I see out in the world and it strikes me and I write. But if that's giving a reflection to someone, if they see themselves within something that I said that might be negative to them, that's not my responsibility because I'm not pointing the finger on purpose. I'm getting out my emotions. And if they see something in that, that's on them, you know, because I'm I don't name names and I don't I don't try and spitefully write poetry to hurt anyone. I just work through my emotions, the things I see. And yes, occasionally people that I love, you know, some of that will get in there or what have you. But it's never, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's never name pointing, you know, never calling out anyone. It's working through it for myself. And if they see themselves reflected in that in a negative light, then they must own that behavior that I'm writing about because I didn't say that it was them. So... You just have to be truthful in your in your life. And so I can't I can't change my poetry to make sure no one gets hurt, if, if that makes any sense. And I'm not it, never intending to hurt anyone. And most of the times, like I said, it's not not so much about those people that they think when when they bring it up. It's like, whoa, no, I wasn't writing that about you. But then it's also like, wow, if you're thinking that you might have done that, then you might want to reevaluate, you know what I mean? Because I didn't say that. So if you're seeing a reflection of yourself, then what is that? What do you need to, to change and fix or whatever? But that's not, you know, the responsibility of the artist. So anyhow, so that's truth. Um, you know, and then we did an episode on loss. And there's not too much I didn't say on loss. Um, The one thing I wrote down here is that it's so important to talk about the people that we've lost or to talk about the animals or the even experiences or places that no longer exist is, you know, to keep them alive, they have to be talked about. And so there's a really beautiful quote. I don't know. I think it was in Coco, the movie Coco. Um, by Disney, a really beautiful movie. I'm pretty sure this is where it came from. The idea that if we stop talking about someone, no, so basically it was the idea that we have two deaths. We have two deaths. One, when we physically die, and two, when someone stops talking about us, you know, when our name doesn't reach the air anymore. And I think that's so beautiful. And I think It's just such a great way to keep people alive is to talk about them. And I know it hurts sometimes and it's like, ah, I don't want to go there or no, it'll make me too sad. But if you can get to a place where you can tell stories and, you know, especially right now when we're going in the holidays, there's like so many different little things that, you know, are traditions that maybe aren't happening anymore or um, people that aren't, 
you're not going to see that you usually see, you know, things like that. And so to just think about them um, is amazing. Like it keeps it alive within you. But to tell the story to someone else, it keeps it alive, you know, forever. Because you don't even know that could end up in that person's stories, you know. And then they're telling it. And so it's just, um, it's the reason why I love to write poetry and to write because it kind of stays out there in the world, you know, long after the feelings, long after, you know, I'll be here. Um, It'll be there, you know. And I just think it's really, really cool to um, keep talking about people and it, and you could cry. And that's the other thing too, is just allow people to cry when they're sad and they're feeling lost. Just let them cry and listen, you know, let them talk about these people and, and vice versa. Like we're all going to lose people or, or animals or things, or there's so much loss in life. And the only reason it hurts is because we had such beautiful memories, you know? So talk about them. Um, and I'll be talking a lot about them. And I was just going to mention a few names. Aita. I used to sit with Aita when we had Cuban dinner and she basically was my, my first, um, I don't know what you would call it. Caregiver, um, like babysitter, you know, besides my parents, you know, someone who watched me and cared for me like nobody else. She was a light in my life. And my grandma B, I always loved talking to her about music and Frank Sinatra and my grandma Jeanette and my grandpa John. Those two were Hungarian spitfighters. <laughs> um, yeah, they were they were they were so alike in a lot of ways, but um, yeah, I just loved their their cooking and their just zest for life. Um, yeah, just poking fun and, you know, just little snarky comments from Jeanette, which were the best, the best and talking movies with John, which we never agreed on, but, but it's okay. Cause I get it. The older movies, there's, there's no better. So, but, um, uh, Pat, Paul's brother, and Gary, Paul's brother-in-law, those two we don't have around anymore, and they were my my go-to talking partners at functions. Um, just like to talk about, you know, everything. Um, and Pat, I would talk to him about movies. And so, anyways, I just wanted to bring up a few people. Um, there's many, many, many more, so I'm not... Um, I'm not trying to leave anyone out. They'll be talked about. Don't worry. But I just wanted to to do that here so you understand that it's, you know, just those little things, just a little nugget of what they meant to you and what they brought to you can go a long way. So um, then we talked about success, and I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that it's not what society says at all. It's whatever you think success is. And I think I made that clear, but, um, you know, like for me, success is, uh, financial freedom, small means. Like I want to have nothing in storage like I do now. I don't want to have so many things around me. It's so nice. Like most of the things, 
are beautiful knickknacks and things that people have given me, and it's so kind, and I'm very sentimental. And so I don't know if I've said it before, but I want to make like a book of all the things that people have given me and take pictures and then kindly send them off to someone else to enjoy. But I'll have a book of all the things and I'll get to actually see all my things instead of having them in storage. So small means um, a little cottage on property is what I'm hoping for. And um, creativity, just being creative and getting it out into the world. That is success for me. So not to worry about money, to have a small home with some land, and to have an aspect of my life that's completely creative, and it's touching other people and helping make their life better. And so success, when you look at it out in the world, that's not what they say success is, you know, And but who are they, right? Who are they? Um, success is money and I don't know, looking like a model and having the big house and the big car and going on the big yachts and having the vacations or whatever. When you look at all the stuff that's put out there as to what we what we should value as success, that's just not what it is for me. And if that's for anybody else, I'm not disparaging that at all. It really is whatever you would like to have in your life. Um and that's just the little piece I wanted to make sure was clear is that success is not for anyone else to decide and there's no one blueprint for it. So, you know, just come up with your own and then, you know, do your best to get there. But also don't um, beat your head up against a wall just because it ain't happening, you know. Learn to appreciate what you have on your way to what you want. That's the biggest thing. Um, because you usually don't, don't get the things in life that you want if you haven't been grateful for the things that you have. Yeah. And then we had a chapter on, I mean, an episode on honor. I don't think that we can honor people in our lives if we're not honoring ourselves. Um, I think it's hard to respect and I don't know, respect and trust people if you don't respect and trust yourself. As I'm going through my journey of self-discovery, the more and more that I feel self-respect, the easier it is to give it to others, you know? Um, And I think we can only honor people too when we respect and trust them. You know, if you think about the, the people that we stand up for, it's usually the ones that we respect and trust. So just cultivating respect, trust, and honor in your life um, is, a, is a huge thing. Um, to me, if you can't respect and trust the people within your life that you want to have in your life, there's a lack of honor there. Um, you know, or it's just a very shallow playing field <laughs> because respect and trust are are big pieces to having good relationships. So, um, and then also honoring your boundaries. Um, you know, if you've decided you don't want to drink next year, you're going to go, you know, off the sauce (laughs) or you want to lose weight or, you know, you're going to do a big diet or whatever you plan to do, um, or, or are doing, you know, honor your boundaries and don't, fall for the peer pressure 
and it's hard. So I'm not saying that it's easy um, at all. But, you know, if you're not drinking and someone offers you a drink, say, no, thank you. And then, oh, come on. It's just one drink. It's the holidays. Just drink. Come on. That kind of that kind of thing is not respecting of your boundaries. So they're not really honoring you if they're pushing that upon you when you said no. And so it's a big lesson for that person, too. So, you know, teach the people around you to honor your boundaries and And if they, you know, make fun of you or say some snide comment, they're not, they're not your people really, because they're not caring about what you care about. You know, if you don't want to eat the cookie and they're like, eat the cookie or you're having a small portion because you're trying to lose weight and there's, there's stuff, you know, still on the counter and they're like, we don't want leftovers. Come on, get a second plate, Jenny. No, thank you. I'm good. And if they're upset about that, then they're not honoring what you're trying to do. And so you just have to educate, too. You can't just write someone off because they're like, what? Because we all change our, you know, our MOs. We we change our mode of, um, you know, of moving through the world. And so, you know, maybe I would have gotten two plates before. So it's like what? Are you okay? You don't want another plate? So you just have to kind of, you know, let them know, no, I'm, I'm changing it up. I'm trying to be healthier. And then, you know, if it happens again, then of course, then you're like, Hey, I told you no. (laughs) Um, so yeah, peer pressure to me is just not honoring someone's boundaries, not honoring the person. Um, because it's like, it's also selfish too. Cause it's like, well, I'm doing it, so I want you to do it, you know, or maybe you feel guilty about doing it and you want to have people to, you know, to go along with you just to, just to make it feel, you know, less alone for you. So it's just that kind of stuff. Um, and then we had our first lightweights episode was about things that I love, you know, and so I just wanted to make sure I added some things. Um, (laughs) I love Lucy is my all time favorite show in all the world. Like I could watch. I love Lucy at any given moment. It's the best dang show. It's such a good show. Um, Lucille ball is amazing, but I also, I mean, he's so gorgeous. So I don't know if it's just a crush, but I don't think so. Cause when you watch him, um, Desi Arnaz as Ricky Ricardo, There is such a balance that he gives her, you know, Lucy and her craziness. But there's also such great acting, like all of them, like William Frawley and, oh man, I lost my Ethel, Ethel's name, uh, Vivian Vance. All of them is a great balance and they're just top-notch performers and so that's already apparent, but... But watch Desi next time. Watch Ricky Ricardo and see how amazing he is. And the way he sings, I just, um, I'm sure it's a little bit of a crush. I'm not going to lie. But I I also just, you know, the more I learn about him and his family and and where he came from and how it went down that he got here and all the sadness in his life and to see him with such joy and such, uh, vigor. And I know there was lots of personal stuff that's, you know, um, muddied up the waters of him and his persona. And I, 
I don't think some of it was right, you know, of course, but I also think that redemption and, you know, and seeing people as their whole product instead of just the little pieces that they did wrong is a good thing. Um, but I, I think I've said that a million times. Redemption is huge to me, you know, and, um, yeah, I just think people are more than just the little bits that they did wrong. And, you know, of course, within reason, depending on what it was. But anyways, I love I Love Lucy. I also love the show called Dead to Me, which is with Christina Applegate. Oh, my goodness. And I just finished it. And I cried. But there's three seasons of it. And if you guys need something to binge watch, that's so great. It's it's so great. She's so good. Um, and... Gravity Falls on Disney Plus is a new cartoon that is so hilarious. I can't even get over how funny it is. It's there's just so much for everybody. Like little kids can watch it and there's some jokes that go over their head, but it's just wacky and fun and I think you'll like it. And I think that's pretty much it. Um we did an episode on worry and you know there's not really much more to say on that. I think I I kind of beat that to death. Um, there's so many worries that I have. I, on a daily basis, I probably have 50 of them. And just by sitting here this last, it's already half an hour. Oh, no, I got to hurry up. Um, I've been I've been hearing noises and I've been worried. Like, there's just paranoia and it's just a little bit of my psyche and I just have to live with that, you know. Um, just paranoid lately. I don't know. Yeah. So not much more to say on worry. And then the future, you know, that was another episode and I just want to make sure, you know, it can be anything like it does not matter where you're at right now. It doesn't have to look like this right now. If that's not what you want it to look like, you can change it. You can be whatever you want to be. You know, there's so many people that started things when they were in their 50s, 60s. So just like, you know, don't ever pigeonhole yourself and just dream like big goals and dreams have those like just because you get to a plateau in life where you're like, well, I have all the money I need and I have a nice house, you know, it can get stagnant. You can get bored. So do stuff, have the dreams, keep dreaming, keep pushing for something, you know, because it gets you out of bed every morning, makes you feel good. And and then don't let the environment or any other people's opinions um, change what you want to do. Steve Harvey had a contestant on his show. I think, it, or no, I'm sorry. It was someone in the audience, you know, he does a lot of different shows. So this was more of a... Um, feelings type of interaction. It wasn't a game show. It was more like talking about life. And he was just saying that his mom told him that he, you know, couldn't make a certain amount of money that he wanted to make because they just didn't see anyone in their family that ever did that. And he was just explaining how he's done it now. And that was only because he didn't listen. And there's so many people that, you know, get stuck in listening because it's people that they admire or look up to. Like he loves his mom and looked up to his mom, but she couldn't dream of it. 
She couldn't even dream of having that much money or being that successful. That was just not in her wheelhouse. But he could, you know, he could dream it. He believed it. So he went for it and he got it. So it's just really, you know, important to not allow for those naysayers to keep you, you know, in that little bubble of of not branching out because whatever you want to do, you can do. And I truly believe that. Whatever you want to do, you can do. Yeah, and every person is different. So just know that what you're capable of is not what another person is capable of or even what you want to do, you know, what you or or even like your skill set or like what you have within you to do something doesn't match other people's. So if they don't think they can do it or they don't think you can do it because of what they have within themselves, that's not a fair assessment of you because you are not them. Just remember that. And then we did Changing Seasons, our second Lightweights podcast. And that one, um, I don't really have a lot to say. You know, it's just the changing seasons. It's been cold. And then it rained like for four days. It's been raining so much. Um, But yeah, it's been so cold. And so I've been worried about the strays and I've been giving him a lot of options to stay warm. So that's good. And then I just wake up so early because we go to bed at like 8 or 8.30 because we're cold. So we go and bundle up in our heated blanket and watch shows, you know, laying down and then we fall asleep. So we get up super early after that. But um, yeah, the changing seasons, it's it's kind of one of those things where I'm always sad to see autumn go and then you get to, you know, what, December 12th and it's like, oh, winter ain't so bad, you know. So it's good. Um, and then people, I just want to make sure everyone knows that I love people. I hope you know that I love people. And the only reason why, you know, I wanted to make sure and say that is because I felt judgmental in that episode a little bit. Um, and again, it's, it's just like ideas on how to be better and how to work with people and how to get through things. And it's not, you know a set standard of any sort like it's just ideas and things and it's not you know it is easy to judge people who do things opposite of you and that's not always fair (laughs) um no one what I think Oprah Winfrey just recently said something that I thought was you know just an aha moment she said um no one is going to operate the way that you do and, and actually, I should say, not everyone, because there are some people that you're kismet with and you would do the same as somebody else. But people aren't always going to operate the same way that you do. And so you have to decide if it's a non-negotiable where the way they acted was so extreme or so not, not even close to what you would ever think is reasonable then you you have to remove yourself from them. But if it's something to where it's just a different style or, you know, it's not as kind as you, but it's not mean, it's just like, uh, whatever. You know, certain things that aren't non-negotiable, there's certain things that you can live with, you know, 
then you have to adjust for that. You have to allow for them to be who they are and that it's a different way. And the thing is, is nobody should be wanting everyone to be the same as them, you know, because we're all different. And that's what makes life so wonderful is that we're all different. So I just thought it was good the way she put that because I don't always think about that, you know. I'm always like, oh, gosh, I wish they would have acted like this or whatever. And we're just all different. And so, you know, if it's something to where it's un- unkind and, and so, you know, harsh that you can't sit with it, then, yeah, you can't be around a person who does that continuously. But if it's something to where it's just like, oh, that's different, then you have to decide, you know. Um, and normally you can adjust, you know, and just go, okay, that's just them. Chill out. And I've done that too. And I, But I just never heard someone say it out, out loud, you know, because we're all different. We move through the world very differently and see things very differently. And it's, and it's good because we need to um, have that range of emotion and the balancing of everyone. So, um, yeah. And then, and the other thing is just that it's our responsibility. Once we know how a person moves through the world, it's our responsibility to adjust. So I think that's kind of what I just said there. But, you know, it's up to us to make our lives as positive as we want it to be. And to have someone around that isn't positive and then complain about them, that's not really in keeping with anything that's you know, a positive way about life. So it is our responsibility to assess what we need and what works for us. And then also too, though, just to keep it open and not judgmental to really look at it and see if is it non-negotiable or is it, you know, this person has so much good on this side, they just do this one little thing kind of wonky. Can I, can I just get over that? And, And you should, you know what I mean? Like, to assess people and to not write people off just for silly things, you know. I think the divorce rate would really um, change in the world if we didn't just go, oh, I don't really like that. Okay, well, I don't, we're divorced, you know. Because there's things in everyone that you're not going to love, but there's so much good to each person, you know. So it's just figuring out what's non negotiable and all of that. And that's our responsibility you know, within the relationship. And then the other one we did was regret. And that was my last episode. And I regretted the episode as soon as I finished it. No, it was a hard one for me. And I uh, put a lot out there. And I kind of skated around um, some things because I don't want to get into details of my personal life. But I think that it was apparent what I was talking about and it and it's hard and it's it's very um vulnerable you know and um yeah and people will say that I'm a victim or playing the victim or why are you still talking about that but it it's something that keeps me up some nights or gets me writing poetry and it's part of me and I don't think that it's fair to uh, say that speaking up about something that's hurtful is victimy, you know, because I, I'm not blaming anyone. Um, 
you know, I put a lot of blame on myself and I regret a lot of things that I did um, within certain realms of life. But, you know, and then too, like my weight, I put that out there, which a person, I think they say a woman should never tell her age or her weight. Well, I'm 42 and I'm 271 pounds, so I'm not as heavy as I thought I was. That's good. Um, But, you know, I put it out there because there's some people that feel real shame, you know, and I, I feel shame and I'm embarrassed. Like I said, I'm going to see some family and I'm heavier than when I saw them last. And I know they'll love me and accept me. And it's not about that, but I just think that we need to be honest about the things that are hard for us because then it makes it less hard for others to do the same. And then it's a trickle down effect. You know, it's like a ripple, I'm sorry, a ripple effect of where me saying it helps someone else to say it, which helps another person to say it. And when we all say the things, it just helps everyone feel less, you know, less alone. (laughs) And so I have a lot of work to do. And, um, you know, but I, I honestly, that was a really hard and scary thing to put out there. Um, because like I said, I'm, I've been judged so much in my life. Um, by people that I really care about and I just don't want to be judged, you know, or, or, or labeled the victim or what, you know, why are you talking about this? You're so dramatic. You're so sad. You're so all the things. And it's, it's something to talk about, to feel better about, and then also to help people, you know, something happened to you. Now, you know, something happened to me. And now you're not alone in that. So that's where I was coming from. But it was very, very, very brutal for me to listen back to it and then to push the button to say publish. It was very hard. So I thank you for listening and I thank you guys for respecting, uh, you know, what I what I said and keep it close to your vest. I mean, it's out in the world, but, you know, it's not um, it's not fun to bear your soul. The other thing I wanted to say really quickly is that when someone calls you like too sensitive or you're so victimy or you're too dramatic, it has to do with that whatever you're you're offering is too much for them or it's not working out to what they wanted. You know what I mean? It's 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 nothing about you. And I know it's pointed at you and it's you that's too sensitive or it's you that's too much, but it has to do with them. It's what they, they're not able to handle or they weren't able to continue the interaction that they wanted. And so it's, you don't have to change. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, Those kinds of labels are, you know, to make you shrink or to make you do exactly what they want. And so just know it's not for you to do anything with. You know, it hurts and you can be hurt by it, but it's just not the truth. I just wanted to say that. So those were all the episodes. So that was this last year. And the first episode I had was the episode about the strays. Um, where I read the essay, and that one was 
such a good starting point um, because it just broke open everything that I've been through and I thought it was such a good way to start. So I'm, and, and I felt like you guys did too. And so thank you so much um, because it was just a great place to see wh- what I'm bouncing off of, you know, what's, where am I coming from? And, um, and it was really hard to read that because um, it was written in such a, hard, hard time in life. Um, and within doing that, within reading that essay, I was able to actually let some of that stuff go. So that was amazing. So there is my first set of podcasts of 2022. That is it in a nutshell. And so, uh, when we come back, we'll go through some other pieces of my heavy boots, unpack some of that stuff. Um, and yeah, and then we'll, so this is still season one when we come back, this is just a little holiday break and then, um, we'll come back and get, get into it again. But I thank you guys so much for coming and listening and, and all the feedback. I swear it's so nice. It's like, it's really scary. Some of these things that I put out there and, and then, you know, I'm just so worried about how I'll be perceived, which is very narcissistic. I know that. Um, but at the same token, I put it out there. So, you know, I kind of let that go because you can't, you can't, uh, be honest and then shape the way that comes off. You just can't. So there we go. So I, I wanted to talk about the holidays. I wanted to go into some of that, Um, because the holidays to me, like, especially the end of December into January, you just, things seem to slow down like everywhere. Like it gets so crazy for like, I don't know, the first three weeks of December are just nuts, you know, right after Thanksgiving through the middle of December, it's like, go, go, go. And then a little shift happens and it's like, okay, relax. We're going to slow down, drink hot cocoa, watch movies, grab a blanket, you know, I don't know, just feels like everything slows down a little bit. And yeah, there's, there's stuff to go do, uh, to be around people and family outings and things like that, but you're kind of prepared for it all. So you just go do it. So at least that's how it feels for me. It's like, you just kind of slow down. So during this time of year, I love to play games. Like I love to just cozy up, have some cocoa and play a game. Um, and I love to make games. I think I said that before. So I love to create um, surprises. So there's this little house that I have. I bought it from Avon like, gosh, 15 years ago, probably. Um, I've had it forever. And it's this little... It's, it's a little house. It's supposed to be like an advent house, but you can use it for everything um, because it had like a, a magnet on top. So like where the roof line is, there's a little magnet and then they give you like a pumpkin, a Christmas reef. And there was one other thing. I can't remember if it was Easter, maybe. Um, goodness, I can't remember. So it's like you're supposed to use it to count down to like Halloween, count down to Christmas you know, those things. And it has little, um, boxes 
or drawers, I'm sorry, drawers. It has 24 drawers and you can pull them out and put things in there and close it. And then you can actually change on the front. You can actually put um, with chalk that's made out of chalk like numbers. So you could really make it however you want, but it's such a cool thing. And I usually just use it to put um, little, you know, game things. So this year what we're doing is we're going to have four different categories. We're going to have beverage, gifts, uh, sweet treats. And actually it wasn't just sweet treats. It's like anything yummy that you find yummy. And then we're going to have games and then a wild card. So like whatever you feel like buying and each, each category Each person buys one of those in every category, $10 to $12, you know? And so we're going to have a little stack of them all, you know, there. And I bought uh, wrapping paper that would go with each category. So I gave them all some wrapping that tells them what to wrap, you know? So like all the gifts that are beverages will be wrapped in this one paper and then all the gifts that are the food stuff wrapped in this paper and so on. So then no one really knows who did what, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, besides the gift that you wrap, you won't know, you know, who else put the the stuff there. So then in the little um, pull-out drawers of this tiny little cute little house thing, it'll have pieces of that wrapping paper that are in the categories, you know? And so... We're going to have numbers and you have to pull out the number and then whatever number you get, you have to pull the drawer out, see what wrapping it is, and then you go pick up that category's gift. So whatever wrapping you have, you know, so say you got, you know, the blue paper and that's beverages, you go pick a beverage uh, wrapping, gift wrapped, (laughs) and then you don't open it. We're going to have little piles next to us. And at the end, if somebody got two of something, so like say you got two beverages, you can now trade for what you need. So like you didn't get any food items, then you can go take that beverage, that one of them, and go to somebody else's pile that has two food items and pick which one you want. So everyone will end up having one of each at the end. And then there's going to be other little surprises because we were thinking we were going to have six people this year, but we're only going to have four. So now there's uh, eight different squares that aren't going to be, you know, for for anybody. So we have extra prizes. So if you pull that open and there's a little, I don't want to give it away, but if there's a little trinket in there, then you go to that other gift pile and you get to keep whatever that is. You don't have to trade that. And then at the very end, once we open up our four category gifts, we're going to guess who got each gift and whoever has the most right of who they think got it right, then there's a $10 scratcher with somebody's name on it. So it's just really fun. And and you get stuff that you can use, you know. Um, When you do food and drinks, it's stuff that will be consumed and won't, like, clutter up your house, you know. So... That's super fun. And then another thing I'm doing this year, which I've, I've been meaning to do it for years and years and years, it's, um, it's called a snowball, and it's for the kiddos. So Paul has um, nieces and nephews, and 
you know, you, they're getting older. And so it's hard to have it be fun for them. You know, it's just like, oh, here's some money <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm still going to give them, you know, those types of gifts. But they love playing games, especially together. The, they call them the cousins, you know, the cousins. And so there's this really cool game where you make a, um, a ball of gifts and, and you could do the gifts inside of it. I'm still trying to figure out what to do there, but I think we're going to make a huge ball (laughs) and it has, um, just little prizes within it. Um, and yeah, I don't want to give it away actually, because if any of them listen, which I'm not sure if they do, but in case they do, I want it to be a big surprise. So the basic gist of it is that they're going to have to unwrap this ball to get their presents. And there's a lot of fun things that come with it. And so I'm really excited about it. I'm also like, just to be completely honest, I'm feeling awkward about it. Um, because whenever you do something that's so attention driven, like they're going to have their attention on this thing, then I always think that people, this is my thing. This is my, my psyche. They're going to think I want attention and I literally could leave it there and go away. I don't want the attention. Like, I I just want them to have fun. You know, it's so hard when you're growing up and Christmas changes and, um, you know, you're just sitting there and the adults are talking and then you're almost an adult or pretty much an adult. And it's like, I don't know. They seem to have fun, but I just, you know, they're kind of all just separate and sometimes they'll play games or what have you, but I just wanted to do something to where they're playing together and having fun. And then I just like worry that I'm attention sinking and they're going to think I'm so ridiculous. And now they have to do, you know, and I think the kids will love it. I, I hope they'll love it and they won't think any of those things. Cause it's just not true. Like I literally, like I said, I, we could take it over there and I could go away. I just want them to have fun. So I just, I'm so crazy that way. I just am worried that they're going to, and it's not them, not the kids, but like that anyone else is going to think I'm trying to get attention because it's like, that's the least thing that I want, you know? So, but I love, um, I love like thinking up things for people to bring extra joy, you know, and surprise. Like I love when it's like, we don't know what we're going to get and like, I don't know. It's just fun. It's just so much more exciting. And like, as you get to be an adult, there's just a lot that, you know, like some of the magic gets lost, you know? And so it's just a way to bring back that magic. And so it's fun. But, uh, my favorite treat of the year is called gingerbread sandwich from Trader Joe's. So if you haven't had these yet, they're like amazing. They're little gingerbread cookies that are like circle they look like oreos you know except they're like four times as big as an oreo and the middle has this creamy center it is so amazing and yes they're so bad for you but they're so good so if you want a treat and you like gingerbread and you like you know like an oreo with icing i would definitely run to trader joe's and get those um And then my other pick of the year, I never had it before, is the Swiss Miss 
peppermint cocoa. I thought it was just going to be like, okay, it tastes like peppermint, but it actually has little pieces of peppermint in there. So really good. And if you get those two things together, you have yourself a real treat. Cocoa and cookies. Oh my goodness. But, um, the light shows too, to music. I don't know if there's some in your neighborhood. Those are so much fun. These people are amazing. They come up with these, these Christmas light things where it's set to music and then that's just some of them are amazingly detailed too. And like even the ones that aren't are amazing, but they're just so much fun to watch the lights and like, and most of the music isn't that, um, cheesy music either. It's like, I don't know when we went to the, the one we just went to, it was like, there was a queen song that they turned into a Christmas song and that was hilarious. And, um, yeah, I just, if you can find one where somebody put the lights to music, it is so much fun, but they're online too. So if you can't go like go on YouTube, it is just fun, really festive, gets me in the festive mood. Um, yeah. And then just like, you know, this year we didn't really have a lot for Christmas last year, like by way of ornaments and things. And so we, I did, um, the office had an advent calendar. And so every day, you know, leading up to Christmas, you'd open it up and it was the office characters. Some of them were Christmas, but, um, it was just so much fun. And then I got a rosemary, uh, Christmas tree from Trader Joe's and that was all last year. And I decorated it with stuff that we had here, just little stuff that I had been given or whatever. Um, but it was really low key and we didn't really have much. And so that was here. And so this year we were just going to use the same, you know, few items that we had from last year, but we went to an estate sale and there was a bag full of these really cool ornaments. They were all different colors though. Like I'm sure some people would be like, what in the world? Nothing matches. Um, but they were handmade by someone, you know, who I'm sure unfortunately passed away. It was an estate sale and they're little balls with little tassels, but they were all intricately made. They're like little woven pieces, all like bent into a ball, but it's like a real Christmas ball, like, you know, that you would see on a tree. But it's like fabric, almost. Like, I can't really describe it. I'll put up some pictures on the Instagram page so you can see. But they were just, to me, they were so beautiful. And anything handmade like that, I know what goes into that. Like, as a crafter, and as, as a maker of stuff, I just know, like, this was somebody's, you know, treasure. They made this. And so I had to have it. <laughs> I grabbed the bag of all of them. And then there's some that are flat, little stars, um, and it's just amazing. And then I, I didn't even notice until recently that one of them says Betty on it. Um, if you turn the ball around, it says B-E-T-T-Y, and it's just, they're just so neat, and they are different, and they're not, like, in keeping with what, you know, my normal go-to color scheme would be or anything, but they're so festive, and so I had to have them, and so... Now they're all up. We have like a, we have like a little overhang in our living room. And so they're just hanging from that. And then at another estate sale, um, it was actually an online auction that I have now told myself I'm not allowed to do any more of because 
It is so fun to go on there and to bid. And some of the stuff that you end up winning is like so far away. And if you're, you know, trying to get a collection and then you only get two of them or you only get one and then you have to go drive all the way to pick it up, I just have to stop. I have to stop the madness. But on this particular day, I won a, uh, what do you call it, collection of little trees. So they're, they're tiny little pine trees, but the base of them are real pieces of wood, like so cute. So like, it's definitely a fake Christmas tree on top, but the wood on the bottom, you know, their little base is like a nice chunky piece of real wood. So they stand up really nice and they have cute, it's just a cute look to them. And so, um, there was like six of them and one of them's a bigger tree. So we're using that as our tree. And then last year for Christmas, um, Paul's sister gave us these little Snoopy lights and they are adorable. We love Charlie Brown and they flash, um, And so basically what we've done is just use those for our tree. They're just little tiny lights for our, you know, mini tree. And then um, we had two other trees that we didn't know where to put. So we hung them upside down. It's kind of funny. And then we strung, we we put the, the other set of Snoopy lights around them in the window. And it looks so cool. Um... And then we just, on Amazon, I had to get some more lights because I was like, it's not bright enough in here. So I got this really cool strand of multicolor lights that reminded me of my childhood, which we had to worry about so much in our childhood because, like, you couldn't leave the lights on overnight because they were plug-in, you know, and these ones are on battery. Um, So you don't have to, you could have them on all night if you want. And... Yeah, it's just so funny. And then, like, with the tree, you had to make sure it had enough water. But then animals, you know, like, if you have cats or dogs and they mess with the tree, oh, my gosh, so much to worry about. And so, unfortunately, our cat has already gotten to most of our stuff, um, but she got reprimanded. And so she's, I think she's learned her lesson, but when she's hungry in the morning or she's annoyed with us, she goes for the stuff that we, you know, told her not to do. And so like this morning, she knocked off some of my hand painted rocks that I made. And, and yeah, and I have those out. So I'll put some pictures of some festive stuff on the website so you could see, you know, the tiny little bit of what we're doing. But we got an advent calendar again from Funko. Funko is the one who did last year's to the office. But this year we got a Mickey one. And it's so much fun because every day you don't know what you're going to get. And it's these cute little little things. So I'll post some pictures. But um, I just wanted to talk about, you know, being festive. And it's just fun. It's just so much fun. We went last week to an outing. And it was so much more crowded than expected. And it... It was so anxiety-ridden for me, and, you know, just expectations are a real big bummer to have because, especially if you've gone before and it was such a different experience, it was so low-key and you could move around and it was just relaxing, and then to go again and it not be that way, it's a real, you know, mind, you know, hiccup, (laughs) 
because it takes you out of what you expected. And um, that's why you shouldn't have expectations. And it's so bad because I always try to not have them. And then, you know, it's just, you know, what you expected or what you remember. And it was just really, really crowded. It was beautiful. I got like, I don't know, I think I like took 200 pictures, (laughs) so many pictures. So I'll have lots of stuff for Christmas cards next year. But I was just really um, on edge most of the night. And so it makes it hard to enjoy, you know, so but there were good moments. There were good moments for sure. Um, I posted a ton of pictures online and I was showing all the good parts of it and I just wanted to show, you know, the truth behind it. And so I posted a story, you know, just explaining this is what I was really feeling. You know, you see all the pretty pictures, but this is what was going on in the background. So, and that was good. But then I, I'm just not going to post for a while. I'm not in the social media mood right now for whatever reason, like, Um, and that's my personal page, Simple Girl Inspired on Instagram. It's pretty much all I do. I have one on, on a Facebook that I put the same stuff over there too, but I just haven't been feeling it. I don't know. Sometimes you want to share and sometimes it's like, I get sick of hearing myself (laughs) or I get sick of like, I just, you know, you get sick of yourself. It's just the truth. So I just, um. I don't know. Just take a break too, because I was just sitting there scrolling so much lately, just like video after video after video, and it's like, go do something, you know. So, and you know, to each their own. I'm not, not dogging it. I'll be back to it before you know it. I just know me. It's fun, but I just need a break. So, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, you know. Uh, New Year's resolutions because New Year's is here and I have to say that this year I'm gonna have some because most of the years I'm like oh I just want to do better you know like an overall blanket goal you know and this year I have I have a few so I was gonna share um I would like to lose a hundred pounds and that's just a real, a real goal. You know, it's something that is cliche. Everybody wants to lose weight for the new year's. I get that, but I do too. I need to lose weight. So that's a big one. And then I want to be brave enough to go to a psychiatrist and see about a little bit of medication. Um, I, I am taking a page out of Sarah Bareilles' book. She has been open and honest about her ups and downs and finally finding a medication that works for her. And so I've done all of that. I've gone through so many ups and downs with it. Um, And I just think something to just help steady the mood would be good. Like, um, not that I'm bipolar or anything like that, which there's nothing wrong with being bipolar at all. But, um, I just mean that there are times, like I said, in my last episode, I was really sad and I can cry for no reason. It seems like, you know, and so just something to regulate that sadness, you know, so that it's just 
Like, I don't mind if, like, I would rather just be melancholy, you know, all the time than to just have highs and lows so drastically different. That's all. Um, So I'm going to seek some medication and then I want to complete one big dream or goal this year. So like something creative and I have a few, but I don't want to, I don't want to say them because if I don't finish, then I'll feel like a failure because I put it out there and then, so It'll come, but yeah, complete one big goal or dream and then um, just be more honest and, you know, kind about my honesty, but be more honest, like, because I'm, you know, usually like the people pleaser, everything's great, yes, fine, yes, and people can say stuff to me and I'm like, oh, oh, well, that's fine, whatever. And I should really be more honest and say, you know what, I don't agree with that, but in a kind way, you know? And so that's my goal is to be more, more open, kindly, kind, with kindness, (laughs) um, to honor myself with kindness, you know? Um, that's it. Those are mine. I don't know if you guys do New Year's resolutions. I would love you to put, put them down somewhere. (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's hard because I don't get to see like on the other side. What do you guys do for the holidays? What do you do for your New Year's resolutions? Do you believe in any of that? Um, Yeah. So there's the Instagram page is Heavy Boots Life. Um, But you can always email me too if you just don't want anyone else to see it. But you're like, I want to tell you some things. It's Jenny Camille at simplegirlinspired.com. And you can always reach me there. But that's pretty much it. Um, We're going to my mom's for Christmas Eve. She's going to make us Cuban dinner. And then we'll go to Paul's family's for Christmas Day. And then there's a bunch of family coming. I'm so excited. My brother's coming. And my aunt and uncle from Idaho are coming. And I hope my cousin Rachel's coming. I think she is, but I don't know. I haven't heard, um, and I hope, I would love it if my other cousin Jason and Kayla were coming, but I haven't heard that either, so it's just cool to see folks, and, um, yeah, and life is okay, it's kind of slowing down, like I said, so it's good, but this whole podcast gives me light and love and feelings of great gratitude (laughs) such gratitude to have something to put myself into um and I will be back to it so this may be the last episode of the year but come January 13th I will have a new episode out and I will put the calendar out before then so you'll see but it's it's basically going to be every other Friday will be a heavy boots and every other Friday will be a lightweights. So I'm I'm still working on how that'll look because some of these lightweights haven't been so light. Like this one was a little heavy, so I apologize. But I'm coming up with ideas and things to make it, um, you know, much more positive. And I always say that and then I'm like, well, my heavy boots isn't negative and it's not. It's definitely not negative to feel um, it's just, a 
harder space, you know. You go down deep, so in the lighter in the lightweights ones, I just want it to be something that's a little bit less uh, heavy, that's all. And that's neither positive nor negative, so. I wish you all the best holiday season. You know, it's almost almost 2023, and I'm wishing you the best new year, happy new year, and so many wishes for prosperity, good health, um, and just to feel good within your skin and be yourself, and, you know, to honor yourself and your boundaries, and to take time to, you know, rejuvenate yourself, you know, recharge yourself, um, and then also to not compare, that's another goal for 2023, is to not compare with anything or anybody, because you are you, there's only one of you, and we all do everything differently, and we need to honor whatever we need, you know, so stay you, we need you, you're amazing, no one else in the world is you, and we're so lucky to be living at the same time as you. Happy holidays. Take care and have a happy new year. Stay you. This podcast was written and recorded by Jenny Camille. The song that you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast is called Winter Wonderland by Cast of Characters. Are you still here? That's great. There's a secret. Next week, another episode. Something different. Something fun. Something musical. Something that's only a gift for those who stick around to the very end. And now you know. So we'll see you next week. How about it?